Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah to your name, Lord. We praise you, Lord. We give you praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. Indeed, we have not approached that which cannot be touched, a blazing fire and a gloomy darkness, but we have come to Mount Zion, where God is. He dwells with us. What a joy. This is the greatest privilege and honor anyone can ever get on earth. Amen. To be in touch with God, to be in union with God, to be in His presence. No wonder David himself said, I desire only one thing in the whole world, not my palace, not my power, but I desire only one thing to dwell in the presence of the Lord all the days of my life. We pray in this month that the Lord will create in us this hunger, this test. Like Psalm 42, the, the psalmist says, As the deer yearns for running streams, so my heart yearns for you, O God. Lord, grant us this quest and this, this test in this month. Beloved, in the presence, in the, let us acknowledge our sins and ask the Lord for pardon and mercy. I confess to Almighty God and, and you, my, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts, in my words, in what I have done, in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore, I ask, Blessed Mary, ever virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. I invite you in the silence of your hearts to present your intentions to the Lord. Pray for Icarus, the intentions of Icarus, especially God's purpose for Icarus for 2019 and beyond.
Almighty ever-living God, we thank you for your goodness and kindness to us. We thank you for this opportunity to be in your presence. We thank you that in the gospel of today, you sent out your disciples. You call them and you send them out. Fill us this morning with that zeal you gave them and with which they went out. <coughs> that indeed the whole church will be imbued with this zeal to go out and proclaim your word. To proclaim repentance to the world. Bless Icarus. Bless each one of us. And bless the intentions we are praying for in this Mass. For we ask all of them through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. fire and gloomy darkness, and storm and a trumpet blast, and a voice speaking words such that those who heard begged that no message be further addressed to them. Indeed, so fearful was the spectacle that Moses said, I am terrified and trembling. No, you have approached Mount Zion and the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and the countless angels and festal gathering, and the assembly of the firstborn enrolled in heaven, and God the judge of all, and the spirits of the just made perfect, and Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and the sprinkled blood that speaks more eloquently than that of Abel. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The responsorial song. O God, we ponder your mercy within your temple. O God, we ponder your mercy within your temple. Great is the Lord and holy to be praised in the city of our God. His holy mountain, fairest of heights, is the joy of all the earth. O oh God, we ponder your mercy within your temple. Mount Zion, the recesses of the north, the city of the great king, God is with her castles, renowned is he as a stronghold. O oh God, we honor your mercy within your temple. As we have heard, so have we seen. In the city of the Lord of hosts, in the city of our God, God makes it firm forever. O oh God, we honor your mercy within your temple. O oh God, we honor your mercy within your temple. As your name, O oh God, so also your praise. 
reaches to the ends of the earth. Of justice, your right hand is full. O oh God, God, we ponder your mercy within your temple. Gospel according to Mark. Jesus summoned the twelve and began to send them out two by two and gave them authority over unclean spirits. He instructed them to take nothing for the journey but a walking stick, no food, no sack, no money in their belts. They were, however, to wear sandals but not a second tunic. He said to them, Wherever you enter a house, stay there until you leave from there. Whatever place does, whatever place does not welcome you or listen to you, leave there and shake the dust of your feet in testimony against them. So they went off and preached repentance. The twelve drove out many demons, and they anointed with oil men who were sick and cured them. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. In preparation for the, the homily, we're going to sing the refrain and, and do so, just a little bit of worship with uh, number 79. Your presence, Lord. 
of distance of love where my heart becomes free and my shame is undone your presence Lord Holy Spirit you are welcome here come flood this place and fill the atmosphere your glory God is what our hearts long for to be Thank you, Holy Spirit. Jesus sent them out two by two and gave them authority over unclean spirits. He instructed them to take nothing for the journey. Nothing for the journey, but only a walking stick. Jesus instructed them to take nothing no food, no sack, no money in their belts, but a walking stick. What does that tell us? Jesus was teaching the disciples and training them to walk by faith. To walk in total dependence on him, to depend on him, absolute dependence on God. St. Paul tells us this walk, the Christian walk, is a walk of faith. 2 Corinthians 5, 7. 
The Christian life is a walk of faith, nothing short of that. And it's interesting, Hebrews 11:6 says, without faith, it is impossible to please the Lord. So I can imagine if the disciples were to argue with Jesus at the moment, Lord, you are sending us out, and you are asking us not to take money, not to take food. That would have been a sign of lack of faith. And that would have displeased Jesus. Only faith pleases God. Only faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please the Lord. Only faith. And it says, and anyone who comes to him must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. That's Hebrews 11.6. Friends, the church is a spiritual body. The body of Christ. More often than not, the mistake we make as Catholics, priests in particular, we want to depend on our reason. And that conflicts with the work of faith. And that is why sometimes we have so many crises in the church, in our parishes and in our diocese. Because we fail to depend on God and want to depend on our thinking and our philosophies and our own ideas. That is a problem we have in the Catholic Church. That's one of our problems. We must learn to walk by faith. Our ancestors, the apostles, walked by faith. We must go back to our roots. That is the only way out. And interestingly, in the first reading, we are reminded, he says, the first reading says, Brothers and sisters, you have not approached that which could be touched. You have not come to a mountain that can be touched. In other words, I am not dealing with your senses touch. No. You have come. He says, instead, you have come. No, you have approached Mount Zion. You have come to Mount Zion and the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem. He says, you have not approached that which could be touched. And a blazing fire, blazing fire can be seen. A gloomy darkness, darkness can be seen. And a storm, a trumpet blast, these can be seen and be heard. And a voice speaking, we can hear. These are things we depend on the senses. But he says, you have come to the city of God, the living God, whom you can't see. The Mount Zion, which you cannot touch, so to speak. That is work of faith. We don't see. That is what he's telling us. And he goes on and says, You have come to the assembly of the firstborn in heaven. The firstborn enrolled in heaven. And God, the judge of all, and the spirits of the just man made perfect. This has to do with, if you reflect on it, you see, it has a, a connection with the communion of saints. And that tells us that anytime we come for mass, anytime we come for worship, we are not alone. Communion of saints. Those of us here, and they, and they there. The communion of saints. We are together. And friends, and that is why in the response, oh God, we ponder your mercy within your temple. And friends, it's interesting. We are told also, I'll come back to it, we are told in the, in the, in the gospel, Jesus taught them and sent them out two by two. Some version said, he went about in the villages and taught them before he now sent them out. He went, Jesus was always teaching. Why? Lack of knowledge. For lack of knowledge, my people are perishing. 
many Catholics today are being destroyed. And some are leaving the church. Why? Because we are not taught the teachings of the church. We need to proclaim them with backings from the scriptures. That will keep us. That will fire us out. That is what we need. And that is the mind of the church. Jesus sent them out. And they went and preached repentance. You cannot talk about repentance without talking about God. You cannot talk about repentance without talking about God. Because repentance is centered around God. We coming, turning, coming back to God. Returning to the Father. And it's interesting, that is our ministry as Christians. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, from verse 17 to 20. Once we are a new creation, like Jesus, we are told, Jesus, God was in Christ Jesus, reconciling men to himself, back to himself. And that's our mission. So he sent them out, and I told you what, they went and preached repentance. In the verse 20 of 2 Corinthians 5, 20, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, makes it very clear. And that he has given us the ministry of reconciliation. In other words, as children of God, as Christians, as Catholics, our mission day in and out is to ensure that we talk about God. We proclaim repentance. We talk about God and draw people back to God. That's our mission. And that is what it means to evangelize. And that is the mission of the church. But the question is, are we doing it? Practically, are we doing it as a church? Jesus says, go. But we are sitting down. Jesus says, go. And we are sitting down. No wonder we are not seeing what happened in the apostolic days today in our church. He remember, he says, you go. And as you go, these signs will follow you. And it's interesting. Here he says what? So they went off. He sent them to go, and they obeyed, and they went off and preached repentance. First of all, the word of God must be preached uncompromisingly, undiluted. We must preach the word as it is. Talk about God. It's interesting sometimes we come to preach on Sunday or even any, any occasion. How can you preach a sermon without the word? I mean, like, put aside the word, put aside the word of God and talking about our own ideas. It's wrong. St. Paul says, when I came to you, I didn't come with philosophy. I didn't come with my I, I, I ideas. But I came in trembling and in my weakness. And I proclaimed to you the gospel of Christ, which is the power of God. So the disciples went out. They went out. They didn't preach their ideas. They went out and preached repentance. They proclaimed the raw gospel, the undiluted word of God. And if you read Vatican II, Dei Verbo. It's interesting what the church teaches about the word of God. So rich, so rich, and so rich, and so convincing. We must go back to our roots and depend on the word of God. The twelve drove out many demons, and they anointed with oil many who were sick and cured them. God will always accompany his word with signs and wonders. God will always prove himself. God will always confirm his word. Let me put it that way. God will always confirm his word. I pray. And this is CCR. I pray that we will pray. That CCR, we will rise up. I thank God always for the Catholic charismatic renewal. I thank God. And we must all thank God. And pray fervently 
that this move of the Spirit, the mind of God, is that this move of the Spirit will envelop every, will, will take control, in, will take control of every aspect of the church. Think about it. What can we do without the Holy Spirit? What can we do? John 15, 7, apart from me, you can do nothing. So we must rethink and give the Holy Spirit a, the best place. 100% control in the church. We must allow him to take absolute control. That is the only way forward. We must allow the Holy Spirit. The church is his. He knows how he wants to direct the church. In fact, he says, I will build my church. We are supposed to just allow ourselves and flow with his current, the direction he wants us to move. I remember the one, um, Ralph Martin, when they came to Ghana, he said they visited the Vatican they, they, and they met the Holy Father and the Holy Spirit, uh, the Holy Father asked him, what is the Spirit saying to the church? What is the Spirit saying? This is the question we must ask ourselves every day as a church. What is the Spirit saying? Because once we listen to him and know his mind and we follow him, everything will fall in place. Despite the persecutions, despite, despite the challenges, despite the, 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 the difficulties, he will lead us. But when he is not in the boat, when, he, when, we, when we are walking in, in our own ways, not listening to him, we find things worse and confused. We have no peace. We have no joy. And things are not working out. But when he is with us and we are in tune with him, no matter what, even in the midst of difficulties and challenges, problems, he will see us through. And I've said it. So last summer I was in the U.S. I made it clear. The crisis in the U.S., what we need is more of the Holy Spirit, so to speak. We cannot increase the Holy Spirit, so to speak, but you, know, you, you get what I mean. We must listen to him. He is the one who can show us the way forward. Commission, setting up commissions is good, but are the commissions based on the Holy Spirit? Are the commissions listening to the Holy Spirit to implement what the Holy Spirit is telling them? If you, put, if you limit to only our own ideas, we will still mess up. Only the Holy Spirit. We pray in this Eucharist that the Lord indeed will convict us and cause each one of us that as the responsorial psalm says, Oh God, we ponder your mercy within your temple, that day in and out, as pastors, as people of God, the faithful, all of us will truly have time and ponder the mercy, and ponder on the mercy of God in his temple. We must always create that atmosphere in church that people will truly ponder on the word of God. Ponder on the word of God. And as we do so, the Holy Spirit speaks to us. That is the only way we all as a church will fulfill the mind of Christ, the vision of Christ, the great commission. Friends, I, I am convinced that God is not very happy with us as a church. It's true. I'm convinced about it. If I look back at what's happening in my country, my, in Ghana, many parishes, and I see sometimes the Protestant, our brothers, the Protestant the denominations, what they are doing, sometimes I, I feel, no, we are sleeping. We are sleeping and we must wake up. We are a sleeping giant, I tell you. If the Catholic Church will rise up to the task Jesus has given us, friends, 
the world will not be the same. It's true. We have a greater task, but we are sleeping. We must wake up from top to down, all of us, and realign ourselves to the Holy Spirit. That is the way out. And interestingly, when they went, the Lord took care of them. God will take care of his church. As long as we listen and depend on him, he will guide us. He will direct us. So they went off and preached repentance. They went off. Let us not hesitate to obey the Lord. In our obedience to God is our peace. In our obedience to God is our joy. In our obedience to God is our success, so to speak. In our obedience to God is our fulfillment of destiny. And each one of us, glorious destinies God has given each one of us. God is our Father. He is our Father. And He cares about each one of us. And He wants each one of us to fulfill the mission He has created us for. I alone know the plans I have for you. He alone knows them. And the plans are for good. He alone knows the plans he has for the church. So we must go back to him individually and collectively and listen to him to show us the way we should go. The Lord is our shepherd. He says he will lead us and guide us. We pray for these graces in this mass that truly the Holy Spirit we will open up to the Holy Spirit and ponder his mercy all the days of our lives. I don't want to stop, but we have to stop. <laughs> Amen. 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 Let us rise and present some intentions to the Lord.